0: everybody welcome back to bikes and big ideas on the blister podcast network i'm jonathan ellsworth and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com Once again, we are broadcasting this episode from our home here in the Gunnison Valley of Colorado. And you should do yourself a favor and come get some fantastic riding in on our vast network of trails here in Gunnison and Crested Butte before these trails get covered in snow. Now, speaking of what happens when the trails outside are buried in snow or covered in mud or it's just too cold to ride, well, today's episode is exactly about that topic, and so we are going to just go ahead right now and get to the conversation that I had late last night with my good friend, Mr. Tank Driver himself, Simon Stewart. Here we go. All right, well, I am here with Simon Stewart, and you know, I'm not going to lie, it is almost 11 p.m. on a Friday night. It's been a pretty long workday, and I got on the line with Simon, and I was like, yeah, man, 11 p.m. podcast, and Simon's response, very cheerful response was, hey, whatever, it's just basically like we met up at the bar, and we're just talking, you know? And it really like flipped the switch for me. And now I've gone from, you know, feeling like I'm entering my, I don't know, 16th hour of the work day to like, I'm just hanging out at the bar with a friend. So thank you, Simon. Appreciate that.
1: You know, it's my pleasure, Jonathan. Absolutely. What should we talk about this evening? Well,
0: we have a very specific topic for this evening's conversation. This is something that you and I have now been discussing. Well, it's kind of been for about a year Actually, maybe even longer when I first came to Crash with you and Sasha in BV. And I saw this weird trainer thing taking up room in what I like to call my room, otherwise known as your guest room. And, you know, there was, of course, it's your house. So there was like laundry hanging on it. I think at the time it was serving as a, you know, clothes drying rack. But I saw this thing and, you know, kind of had to. You know, scoot past it to get to my bed. And then this has become a bigger and bigger topic of conversation between us. And I thought that we needed to share your perspective on the indoor trainer. I guess I should say today's indoor trainers, because you are getting me to come around on these things in a way that I never, ever dreamed I would. So talk about how you have come to the, I don't know, either the dark side or how you have come to seeing the light however one might put this oh well you know i got fat (laughs) that's it ladies and gentlemen
1: thanks for listening get yourself a trader. last winter was was rough you know um two-year-old business to run uh ski areas closing down um (laughs) Got this new, got this new um, fancy Italian espresso machine for our coffee shop. Oh, yeah, I was practicing um, my cappuccinos. You know, making three, four in a row with whole milk, again, adding to the fat. And let's not forget about the waffles. No, let's not forget about the waffles. Absolutely not. No. So there's lots of contributing factors to the fatness. I wasn't inspired to to ride outside. It was a pretty cold and snowy winter. And I was like, you know, it's something has to change here. I've got to start trying to do something at home. My schedule doesn't allow me to do anything else at the moment. And then we we're going into a lockdown as well, right? This was around January, and we know what happened then. I dropped a line to my friend at Wahoo, Eric Stobin, fantastic guy, and um, he's like very enthusiastic about trainers. And he's like, right, I got, it. I've got this, uh, I got this kicker, and it's amazing, and you should try it. And sent one out, hooked it up man, I have been just blown away how good they are.
0: Let's pause for a second. So this is basically the part in the story, yeah, maybe seven or eight months ago where you became my weird friend who liked indoor trainers. But I kept listening, right? I didn't, you know, I, I didn't stop talking to you at this point, but I was like, Hey, what's going on? And you're like, Man, this trainer. Because here's the
1: thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this in now because there is a stigma because you, you had one right away. You're like, This is now one of my weird friends that likes to ride his bicycle inside. Right. You know, and wherever this stigma comes from, um, it's obvious, right? It's just something that you would do if you're kind of like, I suppose, super into training and triathlons and road cycling, almost, you know? You're a pro. Let's just put it this way. Like my partner at the store, Joe uh, Parkin, has spent loads and loads of hours on trainers and absolutely hates them. The majority of people you talk to hate them. And, you know, they're like, it's just a necessary evil to not get a fat like I did and B go into the start of the season with a little bit of a base that you didn't have before. Um, and ju- really jumpstart your season. And so, um, yeah, stigma. Absolutely. And, and even more so Jonathan, if you're a mountain biker, exactly. I may yes.
0: Yeah. you so. my, uh, that's a the better way to put it. You're my weird friend who I used to like to ride mountain bikes with but now you've somehow converted to being a guy who likes to ride his bicycle inside, then it's like, can we still hang out? <laughs>
1: I know. I know. And um, I, I, I haven't changed in, in the fact that I still love to ride my bike outside. True. But now I have a new appreciation for riding my bike inside. It has been pretty fantastic.
0: This is the part that I want you to just kind of talk about your experience. Because again, like I think you and I were kind of previously on the same page. Basically goes like, trainers suck. Of course, I don't use one. Why would anybody use one? But so talk about, you. you've said, well, what motivated you to start? And I quote, I got fat. I guess the surprising part was like, you have talked about how much you like this thing. So walk me through that. Why do you like this thing, and why did you not get along with other trainers previously?
1: My trainer resume up to this point isn't really that filled in, honestly. You know, I had a, I've had a few experiences with some trainers, mostly when I was injured, honestly, and it was something preventing me from riding my bike outside. So uh, and they weren't very they weren't they weren't that awesome. And and of course, bear in mind the one I had or the multiple ones I had. Were, we're pretty low end trainers, but the, the technology really wasn't there back then. So you hooked your bike up onto it. You put your your wheel on to a drum of some sort and it was noisy and you shifted the gears to change the resistance. You you had some of the of the trainer varieties that you could change the resistance a little bit on, but that that was it. There was no um, sort of interactive component to it. Whereas now we have smart trainers. So the, the model I have is, is a Wahoo Kicker and it's is, is a smart trainer. So it's Bluetooth. And it connects to either my phone or my laptop or um, Apple TV, whatever you might have. And it connects to then um, a training program or a social riding program like Zwift, for instance, where you could ride with your friends all over the world. Or, you know, I use uh, Sufferfest, which is a, a Wahoo training program where it basically does all the thinking for you and it changes the resistance um, if you're going up a hill or if you're training uh, intervals or whatever it is, it's doing all the work. So, and, and it is smart and it's, it's really seamless and really easy to use. And dare I say it,
0: engaging. I don't know if you dare say it. So let's, let's hang on that word for a minute. What is
1: engaging about it? It's a different kind of fun. I suppose it's like, yeah, you can, you can go to a different world. Like we, we're in a weird time right now, obviously. So, and, uh, perhaps I can get onto a program and I can ride in France. And yes, of course, it's near the same, but it's still pretty cool. I'm inside my house. It's got a very close to actually riding outside feel of a trainer. So one of the big changes is it's direct drive. So you take the wheel off and then you attach your bicycle to it. And the cassette is a part of the trainer. So there's no wheel on drum noise. It's basically connected directly to the trainer through your through your uh, gear set so that's pretty cool and then the model I have also has a climb feature so then you connect the front of the bike into this um, this thing that uh, wahoo calls the climb and then it as the tr- the program is telling it that you're going up a hill and it's increasing the resistance the front of the bike is also coming up in concert with that resistance going up so you have a very uh, you know you have a very close to a real field you've got the elevation Of the front end coming up and the extra resistance coming in from the trainer so shit it's it's pretty damn close and you are not then shifting
0: gears at all the bike is automatically doing this
1: yeah i use it mostly in this erg mode which is the mode where it's doing all of the resistance uh changing for you you can put it into another mode uh where you do shift gears okay Okay. That that's up to you. Most, I think folks will use it in the mode where it's doing all the work. It's just really good that way. Two of the biggest, I mean,
0: I haven't been on one, but two of the biggest kind of selling points for me were living in Crested Butte here. A lot of our really good rides are pretty big rides that have, they start with pretty big climbs and There's no question, like, you know, for the past couple of seasons, like that first ride up Doctor's Park, you're just kind of dying. And as we have been talking about this, it's like, wouldn't it be nice like, to actually have spent some time, logged some miles and hours on a bike so that when the trails are finally opened up and ready to go, it doesn't feel like day one. I think that is my, this is not rocket science here. I realize people, but I never claim to be smart, but that I think is the biggest selling point for me, right? Is like when the trails open up and get good to not feel like I'm spending the first three or four weeks of the season, just trying to get up into like bigger ride shape.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know, I would like you to have one so that when we ride together at the start of this season, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fill in the blank. how dare you you'd <laughs> <laughs> be pretty sweet oh yeah let's go I, this was the first uh the first year so i think i got on this one in, in january give or take and then uh first ride in april at some point point. and oh, thank god i was just like i was so stoked on that first ride felt amazing just like head and shoulders, high, uh, far far and away, much much better than I would have felt. Obviously, if I hadn't done anything or just skied or, or hiked, and you know, uh, just incredible. It's like this is this is awesome. I actually feel pretty good. I felt like you know, not kind of maybe mid season shape. And that's one of the things we were talking about. Is you
0: were saying that you felt like your fitness level was pretty good. Not that surprisingly, you're like my bike handling, I needed to, you know, get that back to where I wanted it to be. But I still like the sound of having the fitness be further along, you know, let the bike handling come. That's fine. <laughs>
1: it's funny, though. It, it is. They are connected. It, it, that was an interesting part. Like, you know, you know, yeah, your your handling might be a little bit dull right off the bat, but you're going faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah it comes around quicker but yeah that that is something you know it does take a tiny bit of time but it really just happens in a couple of rides
0: the other big thing that you kind of sold me personally on was i think when i was still demonstrating resistance to this notion of getting a trainer i think i said like i think i'd rather just have like a treadmill right? Or we've got a really nice gym at Elevation. I can just pop over there from Blister headquarters. And like, if I really wanted to get a cardio workout in, I could do that. And then I was like, but even on a good treadmill, I will sometimes, especially if you're skiing a bunch, you know, and like skiing kind of techie lines or whatever, and you're kind of starting to tweak your knees a decent amount. I'm not that excited about putting running miles on my knees and that was another thing where I was like actually wait if I'm not trying to tweak knees but do want to just get you know cardio up and conditions aren't right to be touring or I don't have time to be touring or something this is the other big point where you were starting to bring me around on the trainer idea
1: <laughs> I think I would call I think you I think you've come around I think you're there I think you're 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 the next one on it's going to be on one of these and it's easier you know like I think there's still quite a bit of, oh, there's, there's quite a bit of stigma. If you go on to, to Oahu site, for instance, you see mostly road bikes on these things. I, if you go in there further, far enough, you will, you will find like a picture of a mountain bike on one. You They, they do ship the, the kicker with different um, axle uh, uh, configurations. So you could put your mountain bike in there, even with a boost 12 by 148, done, put your mountain bike in there. So you don't have to go out and get a, a purpose, like another bike, like a road bike to put on your trainer. Like you would have had to before because you don't want to ride a knobby tire, you know, for instance, on one of those old drum style trainers. But to be
0: fair, you have not been hooking your trainer up to a mountain bike. You have been hooking it up to like a straight up road bike. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up road bike. Yeah. See, I think I, okay. So you can correct me if I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I'm not sure I want to be in the road bike position on these things, like I think I'd rather be sitting a bit more upright, a la on a mountain bike. Am I right or wrong about this hunch?
1: It, it all it all it all depends on, on where what you're where you're coming from and your in your cycling life, I suppose. If you've got road miles, if you've had road bikes before, you're going to be more comfortable on one period, just because of different hand positions and just because that's the kind of environment you're used to, I suppose, in that kind of setting. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna be happier on a road bike on that thing, or drop bar bike or a cross bike, you know, a gravel bike, whatever. Bingo. That's just that's just me, Jonathan. Like Man. I know I don't think you've got a whole lot of experience on road bike or gravel bikes, do you? Uh-uh. No, so you probably must be more comfortable on your mountain bike then. I just go for it. The other thing I'm thinking about is again, if
0: I'm skiing a ton, which I will be, slamming the hell out of moguls where your back can also start to, you know kind of get tweaked out a bit is like I'm not sure I want to be all like rounded over in a road bike position I think for that reason I'm I, I mean I'm making this up but we can find out with further testing or something but I think in theory the idea of just being more upright on a mountain bike that seems all right
1: if, if it's not about you know generating power you know you, if there's a reason why if you look at world cup cross country races and road races they are a lot lower in the front and you are kind of rounded up or bent over. Cause you're generating a lot more power in that position from your, from your back and your, your, your ass.
0: Yeah. I don't really care about any of that. It's just when it's time to go ride Baxter Green Lake or doctors or something, I just want to feel better, you know, in the first week or two of riding uh, at yeah. the start of next season. That's really it. That's my only point or only goal. I should say.
1: So sh- shout out to anybody out there that's on the fence your, maybe your time challenge, like I am, if you've got, if you got young ones running around, like I can get on this thing with my now three-year-old in the house, mm. you know, set him up with, um, with some games or something or an iPad. And I can, I can ride it. Uh, my trainer with, with, with him in the house while I'm, you know, taking care of my child. That's pretty awesome.
0: Like, okay. Typical week for you. I shouldn't say typical. I should say ideal week for you. How many times would you like to be on that thing? And What's the duration of your
1: sessions? Uh, that depends on, you know, I guess my schedule, of course, as well as um, riding outside. Yeah. And I'm saying dead of winter. Yeah. Oh God. I could be on that thing five, five times a week. Yeah. They've got, there's this program, F in love, right? It's, um, it's done by global cycling, uh, network. It's a 20 minute, <laughs> it's a 20 minute program, 20 minute, um, training program, 20 minutes, Right. Uh, and it's yeah, super high intensity, 20 minutes, super high intensity intervals. Of course, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's only 20 minutes long. And afterwards you're just energized for the whole day. Like I, I know I work better. I'm more efficient. Brain's more switched on after that. Yeah. That's 20 minutes. That's easy. Bang. Yeah. Bang for your buck. This is another totally. selling, this is another selling point <laughs> for me actually. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, like we were, we were discussing this at the shop the other day and you know, and there was more than one of us, uh, sorry, more than there was a whole bunch of us talking about it. And we we're like, well, we still always want to be outside. And, and Joe, because he was, he's an ex pro uh, road racer and mountain biker. He had to be on one for, for making his living to, to be strong. And so of course he hates it, right? He hates them. You can only stay on them for a very short amount of time. And, uh, myself and Drew, and I was like, well, you know, I was on it for an hour and a half the other day. Cause we had a snowstorm here, you know, and he's, Jesus, how do you stay on it that long? I was like, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's so mindless, right? I don't have to it's so low commitment. I don't have to do anything or any thinking. I don't have to think about the gear I'm gonna I'm gonna ride in because I'm just like I could be almost naked on a thing. Doesn't matter. Not having a helmet, don't have glasses. I don't have to worry about what I'm bringing for hydration. I don't have to worry about tubes. I don't have to worry about tools. I have to worry about where I'm going, <laughs> you know, and, and then it's doing all the resistance changing for me. I just sit there and just pedal away. I could be watching a movie or doing something else. And it's, and you still get the, uh, the benefits of the exercise. So I don't know, sometimes you, know, you just want to switch your brain off. It's perfect. So it sounds to me like you
0: have just officially retired from mountain biking and now <laughs> we were actually joking. You might just like next time you come to, over to CB, you might just like set your trainer up outside and like look at the mountains but, you know, the fact that you don't have to put a helmet on or anything, you're just like, guys, I'm
1: good. I'll You go do your I'm ride, good. and I'll just be Yeah, I'm going to pull up to your house, and there's going to be a bike rack, and there's going to be my wife's mountain bike on there, and my trainer yeah. <laughs> on the other tray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Strapped
1: in all looking cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's
0: probably where this is heading. You know, whatever. Well, I hope it does. I hope you don't get that attached to it. But, you know, I don't know. I just thought, like, again, this isn't rocket science or something, but... It has been interesting to me to see this evolution of yours. And I thought there are probably actually probably many thousands of people who were in my situation and yours not so long ago where you're like, yeah, of course, I don't own a trainer. And I don't know. I just thought these were some sort of compelling reasons to revisit the revisit the idea of it. Yeah,
1: I I am actually curious. I'm I'm fully out of the closet on this (laughs) you are you are (laughs) because that's kind of what it felt like before right (laughs) where there's such a stigma surrounding this you're like oh i don't want to you know cop to it but i've been on the trainer Mm -hmm. right but now it doesn't yeah who cares the things are they're, they're awesome they're awesome tools and they're really well made and yeah there's no reason not to
0: and i gotta say i mean we were just riding here me you and sasha and you had rory your little kid on your bike in the Mac ride, which we've talked about on blister. And I think you were actually winning on the uphills, most of the ride. So I think we have to give some amount of credit to the trainer
1: here. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And, And Rory too, um, because he he (laughs) He is like, (laughs) you, you heard him. He's caning me up there. He's like a jockey on a horse, Jonathan. He's like, go daddy, go daddy. If he had a cane. He, he would, would be, be caning me with it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> That's a good point. He's a motivating factor. Yeah. That
0: was funny because every time we'd like get there and like, it's like, man, it's so pretty. Like, we want to take a picture or something? You're like, guys, we got to go. Rory's going to start yelling at me again. <laughs> yeah. So, right. I I don't mean to give all credit to the trainer. It was having a, yeah. an abusive, uh, an abusive little kid yelling at you to go faster on the uphills. There was that.
1: And, and I'll tell you what. So, you know, I've done lots of bike racing and, uh. I have never been scientific about my training ever. Period. Full stop. I've never had a power meter. Um I just would if I've got a race coming up, I just ride a shitload and um that would be good enough. Now, with this sort of training programs, I c- I can see the benefit of like a scientific structured training program where you maximize your time. You you know, it's hard to do, for instance, intervals are like, you know, sort of a standard for training. They're hard to do. Outside, because there's environmental factors. There's there's people. There's stoplights if you're on the road. There's things. So when you're on the trainer, there's just nothing getting in your way. It's just it's just done spot on perfectly every time. I see the benefits of that. I feel the benefits in my own riding and in my own strength. It's like it's pretty amazing. I should
0: also say, since you did tell me this right before we started recording, you are drinking the Kool Aid so much on these that you actually have ordered a few of these trainers in at bv bike company bv bike shop which is it
1: uh it's it bike company it's pronounced buena we've been over this <laughs> sorry <laughs> <it>. i didn't want <laughs> to say that Say so I, I knew what was going to happen i was going to get lambasted for saying it wrong to say it right whatever yes um well, we've had some. Um, okay, I ordered, I ordered some more. We're we're gonna have some set up in the store for demo. We didn't touch on this part, but they they're not cheap. Obviously, there's a lot of technology here. You know, you're looking at you know close to twelve hundred dollars for the kicker. So it's a considerable investment. I mean, it's just kind of like it's almost like a bicycle for that matter. They, well, they do make actually a complete bicycle style trainer where it's 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 a complete unit. So for for that reason, I have them available for demos. So if you're if you wanted to try it out for yourself beforehand, you could come down to the store, uh, put your own bike in there, and um, and give it a spin. See what you think. Yeah. I've got one coming for you, by the way. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, so I actually have to get on one. Okay, well, that's a surprise. I didn't know that part. Okay. Uh... It's funny, too, thinking about the whole, like, having kids in addition to like be able to run right now and go get especially that I, I mean I don't have kids and the whole twenty minute high interval thing sounds pretty compelling to me. It's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> is there like uh, an eight minute
1: version? <laughs> I was gonna say you could put it on fast forward. Twenty is about the shortest I've seen, and it's it's super like it's really high intensity, like it really is. You'd be surprised how much you sweat, but man, does that really sort you out for the whole day and just kick you into, you know, overdrive and just, yeah, get you going. I mean,
0: again, just, I love, I, I find myself doing this actually more and more on various podcasts. Like when we have had a number of off the record conversations where we're just like talking And this stuff just kind of naturally comes up. And that is exactly how this has all come to be, right? And it's like, well, we might as well tell people if there's kind of a new idea or perspective on something like this. I don't know. I think that stuff is kind of fun and kind of cool. And yeah, so thanks for having yet another edition of an off-the-record conversation that we have now officially put on the record. My pleasure. Well, if any of you folks listening to this have experience on this Wahoo kicker or any other trainers let us know positive or negative experiences on this thing yeah I don't know I like I've I've kind of already spelled out my interests in this but really a big one for me is just this idea of like not feeling like a dumpster fire at the start of mountain biking season every year is uh incredibly compelling so um let's see how this plays out I'm holding my breath (laughs) hey man I will let you go thanks for the uh the friday evening bar chat conversation and we will be talking to you real soon all right bud cheers take care well that's it for this edition of bikes and big ideas thanks to simon for the conversation thanks to taylor Ahern for producing this episode and thanks to you for listening until next time please take good care of yourself and everybody else and we will talk to you again real soon